0: My lords, my ladies, and everyone else here not sitting on a cushion? Today, today, you find yourselves listening to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for a night still, 2001. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one... Welcome, Rewinders, and new listeners to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your ex on mine, Paul of Master Interrupter Powers.
1: I will fall on you. I hope not.
0: Good to know, Paul. Also, Ooh. for this discussion of the film A Night's Tale, we welcome back aboard our security officer, Christy Ruiz.
1: It's called Alliance. Hello.
0: Indeed, it is. We also welcome back co-creator <laughs> of Geek Devotions, ship's historian Celeste Mora.
1: Hi. Oh. Hello. Where's your I'm quote? The, come on now. I think of anything on the spot.
0: <laughs> well, it matters a not. Silly Celeste, boy
1: with a stick.
0: Because uh, this is actually your sixth time serving on the ship, which means mm-hmm. you are now promoted to chief historian. Hooray! Aw, congrats. <laughs> good job. Good job. Good job.
1: That was a crowd cheering. You get like a
0: 10% bonus to your pay. It's amazing.
1: What? Now that you have a
0: quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for A Night's Tale?
2: Sure. A Night's Tale was released on May 11th, 2001. It runs over two hours, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it's rated PG-13. How do you really feel about that? was directed, produced, and written by Brian Helgeland. Wherever Helgoland is, but he's by Gilderland, that probably maybe that with the stars with the lead stars being Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, Rufus Sewell, Sewell well, Sewell maybe sure. The music was composed by Carter Burwell, which rhymes with Sewell. Oh my gosh! All right, let's talk about the box office. Let's. Night, the Knight's Tale was made the Knight's s- Tale. A Knight's Tale. A. A. A- a A the A nights Tale movie <laughs> was made for sixty five million dollars and earned Ooh. one hundred seventeen point five million dollars at the box office. Finally, got myself. Mario back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Since 1978, there have been 35 movies in the medieval times genre released in theaters in the USA. Ooh. According to the money it made at the box office, how high do you think it ranks among the other 35 movies? Hmm, let's start with Celeste. Um, 42. 42 uh, out of 35. The,
0: no,
3: oh. a
2: 42, I think,
0: must
3: be <laughs> well,
1: really low for Celeste. Everything. It's like Teddy's <laughs>
3: locked to her, isn't it? Yeah, she's for, all like 42 is <laughs> what my standard answer, unless <laughs> Dallas is a groom and he chooses it first. So, so I'm gonna go with Dale because he's pretty smart. He says 15.
0: Okay, Celeste so hmm. and Dale say 15. What do you say, Christy? Eight. Eight, wow, okay, wow, and uh, for me. I'm gonna I'm just gonna lowball it a
2: bit and say twenty five. All right. Didn't go low enough because the answer is six.
1: Yeah (laughs) Woo
2: You meant low the other way.
0: I see. Number six of that means Christy. Good job, Christy. Yeah. Well
2: interestingly was, enough, our next episode we'll be covering is Willow is also in the medieval times genre. Oh,
0: really? Okay. Yeah. Then maybe we won't we won't we won't share what was at the top because maybe it was Willow, so we don't want No,
2: answer. it's a movie we already covered, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves.
1: Oh, oh it's okay. Robin Hood.
0: Uh, thank you for those factoids, though. I appreciate them. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get to once Alice has located our target film. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector.
1: Someday, I'll be a knight.
0: When you're cut from a different cloth and with ambition,
3: you have to be of noble birth to compete.
0: I think he's getting worse. He is getting worse. You must strike with precision. I would
3: have him win my heart to rewrite your destiny. I've
0: waited my whole life for this moment
1: I will not run. Midnight, the night's tale, 26 December at 8 p.m.
0: on Fox Movies. Maybe it was on Fox movies. I guess it depends on where you saw it. Not really how I remember it. But you know what? That commercial does bring back some memories about A Knight's Tale. Uh, but to give you some context for the things we collectively remembered most before our rewatch, here's our memory mind Meld synopsis of the movie. A young boy grows up and becomes a knight. Meanwhile, the Joker is plotting against Batman by, becoming, <laughs> by being the squire of a knight who mysteriously dies, leaving the Joker to take his place Coincidence? Or is it just changing his stars? Through identity theft, the Joker persuades Bearded Guy, a Leaf on the Wind, Vision, and an Armor Crafting Girl to join him on his quest, jousting tournaments, and woo the heart of a lady. Also, the peasants saying, We will rock you. Through many flubs and Queen Song montages, Sir Oric finally gets. Oric? <laughs> <laughs> finally gets to hear his real name during a tournament and shows he is the champion. My friends, dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Okay, I totally flubbed that. Then he and his gang stand over the defeated villain and paraphrase what God wrote on the wall with a big hand. Of course, the best part is the fart competition at the very end. Ha. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Some of that was accurate, but uh, some of it... Like, uh, it wasn't, though, let's see, the champion song came after the whole flat of his back thing, and I don't know what the God wrote on his wall part from Daniel was, but regardless, some of that was
2: accepted. God wrote on the wall with, I think, was it King Darius or King?
0: Yeah, it was, no, no, it was before Darius. It was, it was,
2: yeah. um, uh, Xerxes, not Xerxes. Uh, one of the, those, yeah. King of Babylon. Yeah, King of Babylon. And he wrote "Veni or something like that, which is you were weighed. It's the same thing, basically.
0: Mm. You've been weighed, you've been measured, and found mm-hmm. wanting. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Paraphrase it. Yeah, but you know, based on those memories, only a little bit flawed. Uh, what rating did they lead you to predict this movie before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Christie.
3: Uh, nostalgic.
0: Mm. Nostalgic. How about you, Celeste?
3: I'm gonna, I was saying that it was nostalgic.
2: Nostalgic as well? How about you, Paul? I'm going to go against the grain and say classic. I, was, I
0: said classic as well. That was my prediction anyway. I was totally expecting you to drop a tragic on us again, P- Paul, but you pulled through. It'll be interesting to see if those predictions came true, but first let's get into our discussion of the things we like most about A Night's Tale. Let's spin up
3: our... Best three.
0: Okay, so let's start with our guests first. Uh, Celeste, what is one thing you liked about this film?
3: I really enjoyed the speech in the sword scene that the guy who played Vision did. Um, because... <laughs> so I read up some trivia, or Dallas read up some trivia while we were watching it. And the... Because everybody in the crowd's like just silent while he's doing it. And he's like, yeah. And then that the guy with the beard goes, yeah. And everybody's like, yeah.
2: Yeah, he gets Apparently, the crowd,
3: yeah. all of the extras were Czech. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I read that, so they too. didn't understand him. So that was a real <laughs> moment. They were yeah. supposed to cheer when he was done. <laughs> yep. And they didn't understand what he was saying. So they're just like, and the other guy goes, yeah. And they kept it because it fit with the movie. So I think that's, <laughs> I like fun things like that where it's like, <laughs> it's an accident, but we kept it. What, that
1: happened all the th- like if you the more you watch the movie the more you can see that happening all over the place in the movie where the extras are like what's happening right now and then they just sort of <laughs> go along with it. We don't
3: understand.
1: What did you say they were though?
3: Check. They are check. Oh, so the
0: they're always Republic. able to pay their bills. Awesome. Good. Good. Babe, oh, no. don't
3: make fun <laughs> of. People.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Paul, let's go with you next. What's something you liked about A Night's Tale?
2: I hadn't seen this movie in a while and I thought this movie started off because I remember the main character as a boy mm-hmm. and but it didn't start off as a boy. It started yeah. off like right with the joust tournament. He's mm-hmm. older. He already has his friends. It's I loved that. The movie started off right with, boom, with the joust and here we go. Yeah. Right into totally, it. I loved it. Totally. And going
0: along with that, something that I liked was it, it was kind of an knack. Nac- Anachronism, but having like the the modern music, I mm. I thought would just made the really fit the tone of this movie. Uh, really, I, yeah, I, I I like the the score as well, but the 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 Queen and the uh, I think is ACDC and just all all the modern music I really appreciate. And something I was reading, I I read, but some of the mm. IMD trivia to uh Celeste and something that uh, I saw was that the director chose to use that music because.
2: It works so well in Men and Tights. No, my gosh. <laughs> they even did the, the
0: he Arsenio wanted, Hall
2: thing. <laughs> he wanted the the modern audience
0: to have the same emotional response that um to what was going on to the music as the people in in the medieval times would have to the music they heard. Like the music they were hearing, they probably would have responded in similar ways, but they didn't have that same music, obviously. Oh look, it's a harpsichord! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at that guy's lute solo. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was really interesting, and I so I I appreciated the the modern music, even though it it typically wouldn't fit a mu- movie like this. But overall, the tone I thought it really it really
2: fit well. I would say at times, um, since it it's the music isn't in one of my dislike, there are times I agree with you. It music totally gets you in the mood for some certain scenes especially the montages mm-hmm. I thought were fun but there there's a reason why they didn't use a modern m- song at the climax of the film they actually when they played trumpets it sounded like trumpets not like guitars like at the <laughs> beginning of the movie yeah yeah and i think i i b- speculate that if they had a great score it would have been better than the uh the modern songs in there but because okay. they didn't it's kind of like they're settling for second best
3: well, well everybody can idea. be john williams this is almost
2: true john williams <laughs> <Just> can <laughs> <laughs> what about
0: uh john Williams? uh but okay. he's trying S- so were you saying the score was say- playing second fiddle or
2: the modern the the i'm saying it, it yes it helps get you into the scene but unfortunately it also takes you out at the same time because there's a jarring disconnect like this isn't quite the the medieval <laughs> times,
1: you know.
0: Okay, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that.
1: I think it makes it relatable no matter where you are because the mm. songs are old to us, but they're still popular and delightful, and we smile when we hear them. So totally, this is true. I loved
3: the music, much what? to the dismay of my father. <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, what doesn't work for everybody? Where I think an orchestral, if it was a good orchestra score, it would have.
1: No, I disagree. Not everybody likes a good orchestra score.
2: There you go. Throw in the
0: harpsichord and the lyre. And- <laughs> <laughs> but Chrissy, you said, uh, yeah, we delight about, we delight hearing this music. What was something about this film specifically that delighted you about it?
1: Um, Watt. Yes. Alan Tudyk. Before we knew him as Alan Tudyk, <laughs> we didn't know about him. And he's just hilarious and... Doesn't exactly have the most intellectual lines, but um, he's funny. Really like the whole I don't know, and you know he he's terrible farter, but that's okay. We can (laughs) forgive him for that.
2: Can't be good at everything.
1: That guy's really talented.
2: Yeah, I I. um...
1: Not what. Alan Tudyk. Well, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. I figure that's <laughs> go look up a random creature in a cartoon animated movie, and you'll discover he's the voice of it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he was. Who was he in Moana? The chicken. The chicken. Ch- the chicken. The- that's right. Yeah. He
1: was Hey Hey. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Hey Hey. He's also in another one where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's hey, hilarious. He was my favorite, and now that makes he's me in happy. Frozen too.
0: Oh yeah, he's the snobby older guy. The guy
1: that loses his hair at the end. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: He also is a Yago, the latest Aladdin. Yes, movie. he Alan is. out theaters, right? Now I knew
3: that this one.
1: recording.
0: This was my actually first experience with Alan Tudyk, not knowing him at the time. I figured he was I British. Mean, me too. So when I heard him on Firefly with an American accent, I wasn't sure what to what to what
3: was real. Up is down, down is up. I don't know. He has um, such an interesting range.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh but I, maybe and I'm curious if the range of this movie Celeste, was that something you liked about, it? or what was something else you liked? If not that,
3: um, I actually really enjoyed. We're talking about Alan Tudyk. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the scene where they were writing the letter. That's, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Awesome. Because I feel like it kind of gave you some depth to the characters. Like it's a pretty superficial movie overall. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of character building. It's you're you're in the you're in it and then they focus on Heath Ledger's character. Mm-hmm. Like, well, everyone the, should focus on Heath Ledger. <laughs> but the in that scene they gave each of them more humanization, I guess, because he said there was a kitchen maid at such and such castle and then he gives his part of the line in the letter and you're like, "Oh wow, he's not a moron." I mean, he is, but he's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was that was a really unique way to serve serve the uh, serve the purpose of giving backstory on these
2: characters yeah. that was
0: still kept you engaging and still like tied into what was going on now. Yeah, that was a really good uh, really good aspect to it.
2: I kept wondering what they're gonna write in the second letter if they're using all their good stuff in the first <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> well that's why he got in trouble, is cause he didn't know what to say when he mm-hmm. met her in real life. Your yeah. horse.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Your> <laughs> he needed his, his Cyrano de Bergerac.
0: Pretty
2: much, pretty much.
0: Uh, let's go back to Paul.
2: Basically, the same thing that Celeste was doing, was saying that it's not a very in-depth movie, but I enjoyed the fun story. It's a simple boy meets girl, fish out of water story mm-hmm. that I thought was a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, totally. So was there a fun aspect in particular for you Christy?
1: I think one of my favorite parts was when the Black Prince of Wales, knighted William. Oh yeah. And the part that and the part that of that scene that made it even better is the theme music that Paul oh. was complaining about earlier, but um the the actual orchestral theme that runs throughout the movie when I heard it again, I was like, "Oh, there's that and it gave that. me, he gave me certain like, I don't know, feelings. And also other people gave me feelings. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny? No? It All is. Right. I, I need I, a laugh track curious, over here.
2: What kind of <laughs> How,
1: feelings?
2: And is this happy, the right Happy, I'm smiling. Like
1: the I really like I really like the, that theme. I don't know how else to say it. It was. Yeah. I heard it again. It made me grin. I wanted to sing it, so I did. That's awesome. Au- I
0: mean, that's awesome. That it sort of struck an emotion. But I chord also was
1: crying when he was getting knighted, and it's like the eighty billionth time I've seen the movie. So. Aww.
0: No, that's that's really cool. It's, See
1: how I did that?
0: It flies in the face of my next like which, I mean, it doesn't really fly in the face. Of course it flies. It reminds you of your next like. Well, not really. But my next like is the stunt work of jousting. I don't really recall a movie where we see a bunch of actual jousting. And it's a combination of, I think, how they filmed it and also just seeing... Broken Shards. The book Broken Shards. Yeah, it's just, it's always... Hollow lances. Hollow lances. Yeah, apparently there's spaghetti in there, like spaghetti, like raw spaghetti in it too, that made the the like splinters. Uh, But I just for the camera, exactly. (laughs) Break for the camera now. I just every jousting tournament it always seemed fresh, even though they had several throughout this movie. So I I Mm -hmm. attribute that to how they did the stunts, how they did the uh, cinematography, how they blocked it just what they chose to show. I thought it was he, really great.
1: How does that yeah. fly in the face of my like? It well, the shards st- <laughs> <go boom laughs> right in your face.
0: You so. were talking about something on a very deep emotional level. This is more of a visceral level. So. That's
1: still an emotional response.
0: All right, I just thought it was Is it not?
2: Mm-hmm. It brought a tear to my eyes. <laughs> cuz a shard went right into hit it me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, that I just it made sense to me uh, in my head, but
2: that, yeah.
0: That they had, they're not necessarily opposing, but well, there that,
2: was that theme playing during the the jousting.
0: That's true. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, that's
0: that's not a dislike, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> let's go into actually. Let's get into our classic makers, the things we loved most about a knight's
2: tale. Let's let's start with uh, Paul this time. I love the side characters the most. Oh, mainly. really? mainly watt and chaucer Watt, i every time i laughed out loud it was because of Watt. yeah and, he's pretty and funny this is where i first really paid attention to paul bettany or mm-hmm. you know mr jennifer <laughs> conley here that <laughs> they're married jennifer conley and paul bettany are married oh really yeah. Yes, I didn't realize which that.
3: one was Jennifer Connelly. She's from she's Labyrinth, right? And also yes, a Beautiful and Mind.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, and Rock. Yeah, Beautiful.
0: Okay. Yes. 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 But <laughs>
3: so she wasn't in this movie, just to clarify. No.
0: Well, no, but no, that weird chick husband. that you never
1: ever see again was in this movie.
0: Oh, the the armor, right? That's she's,
1: not Jennifer Connelly.
0: I no no, but you said the weird one. No, that never Jocelyn. See anymore. Oh no, she's in she's in uh, Paul Blegathem's Next movie with Heath Ledger, The Order.
1: Wait, i <laughs> you a movie. never see her again. There's a movie. There's a movie that with Heath Ledger that I haven't seen. I need it now. Okay. I'm finding another
2: <laughs> Anyway, I thought uh, Paul Bettany. Whenever he was on screen, it just captured m- my attention, and I looked forward to every speech he gave. And I thought the side characters were amazing in this.
0: You know what? That almost that is going to be one of my likes, but I'm like, ah, i have, these other ones are more pertinent. But so I'm glad totally I took you. it for you. I spoke thank for you, you there. thank you very much, Paul. uh Let's I go gotta, back.
3: I <laughs> say I loved this. I do not know if I could keep talking. um, I loved the side character of the armor because mm-hmm. they yeah. they did a lot with her. Yeah, which, totally. With the blacksmith. Blacksmith.
0: Yeah, the blacksmith. So I
3: I agree with Paul. On awesome, that.
0: awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, let's go to Christy. What's your classic maker for a night's nice tale?
3: Why,
1: and none other than Mr. Heath Ledger. <laughs> He's a classic. May he rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. He was a classic when I saw him on Roar and I fell in love with his big fat smile. Wanted to marry him. And if you don't know what Roar is, then you're deprived. Was
0: that a Canadian show? No.
1: It was the first time he was in America and he had a beautiful Scottish accent, Welsh or whatever. Sounds oh, great. And nope, not like that at all. Oh. And he was young and it was wonderful and it was sad and he broke my heart.
2: Oh. Because when he didn't return your phone calls?
1: Because he was sad and nobody helped him. Oh. Anyway, um, I think he's great. I think he's a fantastic actor, and I miss him, and he's yeah. beautiful, and his smile makes me want to smile, so he's my... He, al- also, he rides a horse real well. <laughs> his
0: joy, and I, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you, Christy, his, his you joy... you agreeing
1: with me on the part where you ride the horse, really?
0: I'm going past that. <laughs> I, um, but just how how um, po- like sort of positive and focused he was on what he is trying to do, and just pushing through and persevering, I I really, that was very captivating. And he played that, Heath Ledger played that very well, for sure.
3: He also did really good in the scene where he was knighted. Like, you honestly believe... Yeah, I know,
1: it makes me cry. Yeah, That he
3: was was just in awe of the fact that he uh, was getting to be knighted. Like, he was achieving his dream, and he just, he portrayed that look of, oh my God, this is really happening really well. Well, Mm -hmm. That's
1: probably why... He died after the Joker because he probably mm. lived his parts so deeply.
2: Quite possibly. Well, it was also the medication he was on, he overdosed. But well, no need to get into that.
0: Uh, yes, this is not the Heath Ledger What Happened to Him podcast. It's a
2: conspiracy theory. Oh my gosh. See, see nobody knows, but he was actually in the apartment. Celeste, that the what was your classic maker and-
0: for A Night's Tale?
3: So my classic maker is the acting overall. Everybody in this movie did really well. They made you believe who they were. They did their lines well. Like even the and and maybe it's the writing is in there as well. Just the writing and the acting, the way they portray the lines. Because the guy who was the real dull announcer.
0: Oh yeah. The fact
3: that they like he tried to up Get it. better, yeah. At yeah. the end. I was like, that's, that's good acting. Like he's acting even when he doesn't have lines mm-hmm. and he's a pretty minor character. So that was, I was pretty impressed with that.
2: Yeah. He's a fun arc to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so that character was your classic maker.
3: The acting. No, oh, just the acting, acting. Oh, okay. Sorry. Of, of I, everybody, but he was I a minor character. <laughs> I'm doing my best here, Paul.
2: <laughs> I know. There's a lot going on the, with the streaming and the chatting. I know, right? Okay. That's, yeah. I, you know what?
0: Acting in this was really, really well done. So let's totally agree with you there. However, oh, that was not my classic maker, which was I made Boo Boo. Uh, my classic maker actually was how unique uh, every jousting scene was. That did turn out to be my classic maker. But fear not. There is one other thing I like. Have you guys ever heard of our official sponsor, That Story Show? Oh, do they hail from the hamlet of Stravaza? Kinda. That Story Show is a clean comedy podcast where they are are sharing hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. Check them out at thatstoryshow.com or wherever fine podcasts are sold. I thoroughly enjoy That Story Show and really appreciate their sponsorship of our movie game time traveling charter. Again, check them out at thatstoryshow.com and tell them Retro Rewind Podcast sent you.
2: That's great, and they're great, but what does that have to do with The Knight's Tale? Uh, isn't it obvious, Paul?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, they're a sponsor. This, they could do anything. Well, I mean, that, that, there's <laughs> that, but this movie is about a tale of a knight, James oh. and John, and sometimes other guests. are. I mean, our chief entertainer, Chris Cowan, was on recently on That Story Show. You know, they tell tales from both the days and nights of their <laughs> lives. I get it. You don't okay. sound like you want it, though, Paul. So how about some trivia about a night set? Would you like that?
2: Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> trivia oh, okay. time. All right, here we, go. here we
0: go. Did you all realize that Heath Ledger knocked out one of director Brian Helgeland's front teeth with a broomstick when the two were demonstrating a jousting move? It was several months before Heglin's mouth had healed enough to repair the damage. He says it was the only jousting injury during, the f- during filming. Uh, so uh, what was, so given that, the trivia I want to ask you guys is, what, was, what has been your most significant mouth injury you either experienced yourself or caused to someone else? So I'll start because I have one. What? Knowing this that the question I have time, uh, when I was about five, I was, ju- we had like a coffee table on front of our couch and I was jumping off the, the couch, just being a kid. And I missed or, or missed the jump or something. And I smacked my front tooth right on the, right on the coffee table. It became brown and dead, what? pretty much. They oh, had no. to extract it. The tooth oh. that grew grew in after came out, like came pointing outwards. So I had to have braces to bring it back down. Oh, so that was my uh, worst. Uh,
2: I didn't know mouth you were snaggle tooth.
0: It wasn't really snaggle tooth. It wasn't like coming out my lips or anything. It was just pointed out. Anyway, uh, out your lip. <laughs> ever uh who would like to go next i don't know who has a good mouth story how about you celeste
3: oh my teeth hurt from that story does that <laughs> count
2: <laughs>
0: yes
3: sure um i think the the worst that i have because i really like i have funny stories about injuring other parts of my bodies, like oh. legs and arms but not my mouth um did y'all ever play the game where you would put one kid in the middle on a trampoline? And the oh, yeah, egg, then, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and, and beat the done, snot out of
3: them. Well, no. we we didn't do the beat the snot out of them. Okay, but everyone would jump around you and say so you'd you'd hold onto your legs as tight as you could. Well, I held on to my legs oh, as tight no. as I could, and my teeth hit my knee. and oh. I actually punctured my own skin. <gasps> oh
0: gosh! <sighs> like said, of your knees, your the skin of your knees.
3: Yes. Yeah, like this. The That's teeth, a new way to skin mark. your knee. Mm-hmm. No, it was taste? more like a vampire oh, type yeah, thing know. rather than skinning because um, it was pretty clear <sighs> that it was teeth that yeah. had gone there. So needless oh. to say, I was not allowed back onto the, oh. the trampoline for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, Saturday. that I've never played that game. That just sounds dangerous. Yeah.
0: How about you, Christy? Any mouth injuries you either had to yourself or caused to someone else?
1: Uh, um... No, I guess I fell off my bike pretending that it was Falcor. Oh, really? Hurt my face. Well, it okay. was
2: <laughs> As you got up from the wreckage, did you yell out,
1: Falcor? <laughs> no, I, they took me to the emergency room. I was riding oh, my man. bike. Well, I was riding my bike and I was riding in little circles, and uh-huh. was, my eyes were closed. And every time the pedal went around one rotation, my foot was scraping the ground. So I was like, oh. I was like really close to tilting over and I smashed into the ground and cut up my chin and my lip and my cheek and my knee. And I have a memory that they said that the only reason or the only saving thing was that the x-ray they took to make sure nothing was broken, caught a sinus infection that was really bad. Oh, wow. So I don't know.
0: So it's kind of like a God used that for good type of thing.
1: I have maybe no idea if God pushed me that? over on the bike or not, but <laughs> I thought I was riding Falcor, so I was in high heaven until I fell.
3: Ma- oh. maybe that's why you fell though, because you know, science infections will throw your equilibrium. Well off. also
1: oh. when you're tipping your bike over and riding well, in a circle inevitably I don't ride bikes so gravity I gravity thou art a heartless
0: So it's something with two wheels, Celeste, and pedals, you go forward on it. It's amazing.
2: So that reminds me <laughs> of my non-mouth injury story. <laughs> go for it, Paul. It's the only time I've ever blacked out. It was. It had two wheels, but had no pedals. It was one of those scooters. I was uh, mm-hmm. on the sidewalk with. Uh, I was borrowing my friend, and I was. We were ju- practicing jumping how high we could go, and I said, oh, cool. "Hey, check this out." And I remember going down the sidewalk, and everything went black, and then I. I opened my eyes and I'm facing up and my, I can see my dad above me and then everything went black. And then I remember my dad uh, carrying me up the stairs and then everything went black. And then I woke up in the hospital. Whoa. So, why? Why did
1: you? Why were you fainting? Not enough water?
2: I No, apparently that I didn't land right and I hit the ground. I hit the sidewalk pretty hard, I guess. And because of the shock and trauma, it, it I black I, I don't remember it actually happening that that whole thing happened. Oh, you but had like,
1: a concussion then?
2: Yeah, I yeah, I oh, guess.
1: Well that explains a lot. Just
2: yeah. kidding. <laughs> so and I was like tilting in the air. Jump so don't tilt your bikes and or your scooters. Otherwise you get might get an injury.
3: That's good to know. In case also wear a, a helmet.
2: The more you know here from Paul. Yeah. Well, that was before the helmet laws. Oh, um, I know. It was times. before
1: the helmet laws for me, too. But <laughs> yeah. was I wearing a helmet? I don't even remember. Uh,
0: now that you found out some trivial info about us, let's find out what memories you, our awesome listeners, had about A Night's Tale. So first off, Kristen underscore. Oh, there are two underscores there. Two underscores and goose. Uh, she says, that is one of my favorite movies. I want to watch it often.
1: I watch
3: it. Often.
2: I watch it often.
3: <laughs> oh, you ash. added a word.
2: I think you need more glasses. <laughs>
3: oh my God. You should do what my grandma does and put one pair on top of the other one. Yeah.
1: Wardale White said, I had just seen Heath Ledger as Mel Gibson's son in The Patriot and Mark Addy as Michael Keaton's buddy in Jack Frost and was now in a comedy where the medieval times meet rock and roll. Remember watching it many times, courtesy of TNT. Good old TNT.
2: Rihanna Praise and Plays left a gif of an 18-month-old Pittsburgh Penguin fan going nuts.
1: (laughs) That was a really cute gif, by the way.
3: L.J. Lowry, based on memory, this was a fun movie. The modern music, a bit strange, but somehow worked out in the end. And I had the honor of suggesting this movie. Glad it's going to make it on the show. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Daryl Hafner says, this is a classic in my book. Great storyline, a man rising from his station in life. Best thing for me, while he has to lie about his name, uh, he he was himself kind and compassionate to others. And in the end, he is rewarded with more than just money. Your men love you. And if that's all I knew about you, that would be enough.
1: Joe knows games. We will, we will rock you. Sorry, Joe, I added a little more.
2: (laughs) And Speaking of that, Katek Ruiz says that in Japan, the title of the movie is Rock You.
3: Deborah Powers, I remember the plot vaguely, but I did like it enough to buy the DVD. Oh, nice. Uh,
0: Christopher Bowles says, oh, Christopher Bowles remembered when they... Remembered when they find this naked guy referring to a gif he had of them mean Chaucer for the first time when he is naked. With his booty. He, yes.
1: Yeah, chewing something out of his toe his dirty feet. Oh, yeah. always, oh, yeah. uh, God, I should have put <laughs> I should have put that should put that one down. I didn't write it down on my paper. Maybe that'll be my tragic maker. There you go. Oof. Steve Hamilton, I really enjoyed this surprisingly good under the radar movie. Heath Ledger, Alan Tudick, and Paul Bettany are so young. I don't know what you call it, but I like the idea of putting modern things in period movies.
2: Then you'll like the Aladdin animated. <laughs> Shireen Thompson said,
0: I've Janine, seen. First off, thank
2: you. It's Raina before, and
0: it's Shanine here. Continue, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Moving along, Shanine Thompson, is that right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Shanine Thompson says, I've, I've seen this movie twice, I think, and I'm still shocked when I remember Alan Tudyk is in
3: it. Cass Chamberlain says, is that the Joker? I love that you yelled, thank you so much. Oh it was all caps.
1: I know, but that's how I hear it in my brain, and I'm like, why are you yelling at me?
0: Uh, movie Date Night replied with uh, the, it's called the Lance hello gif. Oh, work on that.
1: Geek devotions. I think I know these people. I remember watching it in English class. It was to have a couple of chill days at the end of the year, but the official excuse was to see how off base it was from the Knight's Tale in Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Oh, interesting. Oh, that would be fun to do. Yeah, because apparently
0: the first chapter is called a Knight's Tale in Canterbury Tales. The- I've never read it. Uh
1: Knight's Tale is what they wrote.
2: Oh, well.
1: Read your notes, Mr. I edited the first thing but didn't edit <laughs> anything else. Okay, you can go now.
2: The Christian Nerd says, wait, there's only one Christian nerd? Anyway, <laughs> okay. it's a, it's a uh, site or a podcast, I believe. Okay, welcome. The Christian Nerd says, I remember hating it when I saw it in high school, but now I love it. It is legitimately one of my favorite movies. My friends also researched Chaucer and found that he was mugged (laughs) numerous
3: times. (laughs) Gene Gosfoyer. The ridiculous dance sequence that is still somehow cool and acceptable and the chemistry between Ledger and Shannon Sossman.
0: And uh, Josh Lewis says, the end credit scene. (laughs) I don't think I agree with you there Josh but okay.
3: Ack
1: only? Just AK. But I like ack. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say just say AK, it says ack.
2: Arkansas. Her says. previous
0: her previous name was APK, I think a pastor's kid. So that's why I think it just
2: it's just Now AK. she's just
0: a
1: kid. I feel <laughs> like she would find it amusing that I said ack. Uh, at least possibly. I didn't say E-P-K. Ack. <laughs> Only that <laughs> Heath Ledger is in it, as I have never actually seen it. <gasps> you Catherine. need to.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see. Listen to the end of our ratings. Maybe we'll find out. But Catherine Mateo says that it would have been better if it stuck to one theme. Hmm.
1: Well, Maybe. that sounds like a conversation that needs to happen. Please. And Celeste says, <laughs> Your line is. I haven't scrolled to
3: down yet. <laughs> I will fog you. <laughs> <laughs> Until your insides are out and your outsides are in. Your entrails will become your extrails. Pain. Lots of pain. Thank you, By Brian Ray, for Thank that. Thank you,
0: Brian Ray, for that. Thank you, everyone, for leaving feedback about what you remembered about A Knight's Tale. And some of those listeners' comments led us pretty much right into the things we Probably didn't like about a night's tale. I mean, maybe it's not worth seeing anymore. We'll get into that uh, while we spin up our plus three. All right, and I will start this time. Hopefully, not give my tragic maker right off the bat. Uh, the thing that this is, I'm sure you guys are going to think is a minor quibble, but that oh, the uh, the armorer used a Nike symbol for her yeah. like trademark. I thought was just. So it's, silly. The music it's, it's, didn't bother me. The Nike
2: symbol really bothered me. It's called product placement. Hello.
0: <laughs> Needs Anna. to
2: pay the bill somehow.
0: It was, it was a bit ridiculous. So I did not like that. Was there anything ridiculous about this film for you, Celeste?
3: Uh, Jocelyn's hair. Really? what the heck lady we are talking she had extensions that were dyed different colors she had the 90's hair thing where it's like off to the side you look like a peacock like what is going on with your hair woman did a were there monkeys were there terrifying space monkeys (laughs) in your hair
2: yes to match the mesh hat she was wearing in the mesh shirt that was so 90's
1: the hat to the hair.
2: Really? Wow.
1: I prefer her gentlewoman to her. Yes. Yeah, her gentlewoman? I was
2: more interested to find out about her.
1: Oh, go get with the oh, time. The, the, at the, least understand the phrases the, that would have been used in that time period when you're watching in a movie. I thought they were
2: insane. called Lane Waitings. I thought that's what they were, those were called. Or the uh, mate, Lady Cluck. Yeah. Sorry. What? <laughs> <Or>
0: the <laughs> the, the animated
2: movie. <laughs>
1: I got you, Paul. I got you.
0: Okay, so the yeah, the side character that her and Roland seem to have sort of this this spark between them. Yeah, I I thought uh, she was she was interesting for sure. Um, okay, so the hair of Jocelyn got it. Uh, Christy. What's something you didn't like?
1: Um, Jocelyn. Really? <laughs> she annoys me. She annoyed me from the moment she got on the scene. Mostly, let me make sure. Like, no, I got it. Okay. I don't like the stupid scene in the church. And the only part of that oh, that I CGs like CG's
2: church. The okay, only, so
1: was G? The okay. only part that I like was when she was telling the priest off. That was funny. <laughs> like she has these like little moments where I'm like, "Yeah, you tell him," and then I'm like, "Seriously, what are you? Twelve? I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. I'm on News my period. Wait, just kidding." Me. I'm naked. Let's do it. Just kidding. I hate you. Like, what is happening? What are you? You Must be sixteen. That that must be what's happening right now, or twenty? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know what's happening, fun. but it was really annoying. And she just seemed vapid, and most of the time, really just like, I just want to get it on with you, and and I'm no, I don't, And no,
2: I don't, I and I, mean, I, don't I, and I hate <laughs>
1: you because <laughs> you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no. I didn't, and then she'd have these like few little moments that you would go oh that's but also just go away could we just have the chick that's next to you
3: so i'm or even the blacksmith
1: yeah yes. right that would have been a good story too i don't know um she so, was just like no she was like the abercrombie model that walked out of the catalog and all the average girls watching the movie went uh this one again
0: so was it the actress or the character of Jocelyn actress. itself?
1: I don't know. I don't know the actress. I can't speak to her.
2: Well, I'll say it, it sounds like, I mean, uh, I can see Celeste nodding her head with Christy as she's speaking <laughs> that she didn't like the main female either. But my wife can also say she, she said that she didn't think that was a good pick for the actress.
1: I mean, like I said, I think the writers gave her some good lines. And so and then the moment with her dad or whatever or her dad, his dad, William's dad. There there were a couple of moments, but most mostly I'm just like could could you like like Celeste said, the the um Blacksmith. Like she's mm-hmm. the, she's the girl that 90% of the girls watching the movie would relate more to. Yep. <laughs> Not quite put together, but if you get, like if you pulled her hair up or whatever, she might she would pass. It's like oh what oh hey there's something I don't know you know what I mean like not trying so hard. She just tried so hard to be the Abercrombie model, and I yes. just don't relate to her. And I want to slap her across the face for
3: falling in love <laughs> in two seconds. I think for me it was the just well, I, feel like she I don't feel like she in love.
1: But Celeste is talking, let her talk. All right.
3: Shh. It, it wasn't the actress, the actresses, whatever, because you expect actresses to look like they just walked out of the gap because that they're actresses. No, um, it's, yeah. Especially true. in the 90s, they had a, a pretty girl problem. But that's true, they did. They. It was mm. the writing of how vapid she yes, was. Yes,
1: that's the word, vapid.
3: You're welcome. Thank so you. I think it's just they did not, They they did a really good job of creating all the other characters, but with hers it was almost like they couldn't decide where they wanted her to go.
1: Yeah. It was like all this back and forth weirdness. And I also don't fall in love that fast.
2: What does vapid mean? (laughs) Her. Offering nothing that is stimulating or challenging.
3: Okay. You know the candies that you chew that are called airheads? Yeah. (laughs) Vapid.
2: No, that tastes good. I love the flavor. Oh, that was
1: a good one. <laughs> Celeste, I totally and completely well, agree with you. What's
2: something you didn't like
0: that maybe that was vapid about this movie for you?
2: Um, besides this CG church, anyway, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I thought the main character Heath Ledger was kind of a big baby and oh, okay. like. I, will, I won't compete in the sword event anymore. I'm just going to do jousting. I wouldn't do what I want. I'm like, come on. Well, you guys are starving to both. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Especially point. since you're good at it.
1: I know. They were They were both like teenagers. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, And you know what? But my- Heath Ledger's never annoying. He's always pretty.
0: Uh, I, I would disagree with you there because I'm with... I'm sort of... My next dislike is jumping off of Paul's. I don't understand... Why he rejects Jocelyn just because he can't beat Adamar? It's like she's trying to like uh, you know, um, it's uh, an
1: emotional reaction to something emotional that's happening. No, that he's the guy. Understand. Why is it so <laughs>
0: important to beat Adamar though? He's doing great against all these other people. It doesn't make sense to me that he he that's has it in him that he has to beat this one guy, even though he's
2: beating everyone else. It's like, dude,
3: and you know the thing.
2: That's my number two. I said when Will calls Jocelyn a silly girl with flower. It's like out of nowhere. Yeah, it's not oh, yeah.
1: out of nowhere. He was when angry. How totally is it? A, how is an yeah. emotional outburst out of nowhere? That I mean, that's the Could, definition of an emotional outburst. Because exactly. he's,
0: in,
2: he's in love with her, so it's.
0: <laughs> so it, why it's... is that
1: bad to have an emotional outburst that's out of nowhere?
2: Because it needs to make sense. From emotional
1: a, outbursts don't make sense. They're exactly emotions.
2: why it's my number two.
1: <laughs> it's no wonder you two are best friends.
0: <laughs> yes, I think. Well, to. To, I guess to play devil's advocate. I think in real life, yes, emotional outbursts don't make sense, but this isn't real life. This is a movie that needs to have oh, meaning behind it. Don't what's
1: do that because do. you said you don't like Monty Python because it doesn't make sense and it's not like real life.
2: Exactly. That's the whole point. That's why he doesn't like it. Yeah.
0: Um, why does
1: it have to be like real life? No,
0: not that not like real life, but it doesn't make sense. The things that it's trying. <laughs> the, the silliness doesn't doesn't go one after another there's no like the, the throwing
1: a fit when you're young and in love doesn't make sense
0: not in the context of what was going on there it didn't make sense right, to me. it
2: didn't make sense
0: right being there.
1: emotional doesn't make I sense. i think
0: it needed to maybe have more build-up to it like maybe yeah. they were so maybe that the movie was three like,
1: hours long sure we needed more <laughs> build-up you couldn't get there fast I'm enough i'm sure you'll be like, fine
2: with more heat It's
1: just what's <laughs> the problem I got like the I immediately.
2: Thrown onto the side I immediately <laughs> the understand emotional
1: break. reactions to things like that. Fast volcanic re- reactions to things. Well, I am not the only person out there listening to the pro- to this podcast that would agree with me. It doesn't need to have buildup because it was already building up. Just because you didn't see or understand the concept of a fast emotional reaction to something doesn't mean it doesn't make sense.
0: I'm sure there are people in both camps, people that would agree with me and Paul, people that would agree with you. I mean, we're just, there's Logical tons of Logical robots, yes. They're trying to, to the save over the world. Let us know, listeners, who, who uh, do you, does it make sense for emotional outbursts out of nowhere to... And
1: all the th- wives in, say, yes, yes, in it in does. Or, I mean, it doesn't matter if so you're... Celeste, why are you female. not speaking?
2: Because <laughs> no one could get in a word edgewise.
1: <laughs> Interrupt.
2: I can't I'm, with I'm, Lightstream. I've been denounced My interrupted. <laughs> this. There's a delay, so Paul can't interrupt as much.
0: Go ahead, Celeste. What would you like to say?
3: No, I'm good. I'm, just- <laughs> I'm over here with the popcorn. <laughs> Am I, I wrong? That
2: with the 10-foot
3: lens. With spaghetti inside of Let's it.
2: Let's continue, guys.
1: I want someone to validate me.
2: <coughs> Validated. But see, what you just described in your your argument and your push, and then at the end, you say, I want someone to validate me, that makes sense. For him to just come out of nowhere and say I want someone to validate me without no buildup, it people, doesn't make sense.
1: But that's happening on the inside. People always want to feel validated and like they're on top, especially Constant when he's been pushed down his entire life and been called a nothing and grew up on the slums where he's supposed to just be a nothing.
0: You know what? That makes a lot of sense. But they weren't it, they weren't telegraphing that that's sort of where his emotions were coming from.
1: <laughs> How how are they not telegraphing? Where did I I, find it? Out of my butt at that
3: point. Later they did. Later you find out some of his backstory, but you didn't understand it at that exact moment. At
0: this point, yeah, and it's mainly between him and Jocelyn. It seems like there's nothing really for him to have to. She pisses me
1: off. Why wouldn't you (laughs) yell at her? Like, come on! Like I would yell at her too.
2: Honestly. I didn't find her bad at all. Me neither. Uh, See, Well, <laughs> that's
1: because she stepped out of an Abercrombie catalog and she looks amazing. Yeah,
2: there we go. So I didn't little... understand what was wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, let's continue on with what else we actually
2: legitimately found wrong with this film. I will uh, have a bonus thing since I think it was Geek Devotion says I don't have enough bonus likes. that uh, Christy mentioned... The father, I, my favorite scene in this whole movie, this is a bonus like, by the way, or in the dislike section, but my favorite scene in the whole movie was when <laughs> the father reunites with his son and they have that moment like, did did my son find his way back or something like that? And they hug and embrace. I thought that was the best.
1: Oh, um, that was pretty special. I like that part too. Uh,
0: Let's go with Celeste. What's something else you just liked about this film?
3: Okay, so mine, mine is pretty petty, but in the bar where they're talking to the Frenchman, mm-hmm. the Frenchman's accents. It was oh, terrible. Yeah.
0: Oh, were they? So
3: at? bad. <laughs> yeah. the, the peas in Josh and the big wall had a better French accent <laughs> than these <Wow>. guys. <laughs> <laughs> like they had a better accent than people who were supposed to be French. That's, On that's Disney an issue. I this
1: outrageous accent.
0: I, I didn't notice, but I, I will totally go with you with that. Uh, I'm not an accent artur, so. Art, oh. Same. Artur, that's not the right word. Connoisseur. Oh, connoisseur. golly. Not in
1: English, <laughs> anything right now. No, pretty
0: much. Uh, Christy, what's something else you didn't like?
1: The fickle crowds at the stocks, the junk. Oh, right. Who made that? That pisses me. Sorry. That makes me it Excuse me, family friendly podcast, Christy. Well, it's after nine. Kids, go to bed. <laughs> oh, <No>, jeez. Anyway, <laughs> that was a joke. Parents, anyway, um, what like who writes that? First of all, I understand the stocks like you, the whole stereotype of throw vegetables at them. But do you like pack? Oh. Your, do you pack oh. your vegetables sure. around? Like I'm gonna pack my rotten vegetables around.
3: Look, somebody's real real, in the quick. <laughs> real quick. Here's an extra dislike. Why was that? Those veg. Why were the? Well, I can speak English. Yeah. Why were those vegetables so fresh? Yeah, that also. Because that. They're
1: starving people.
3: The hell <laughs> they're yeah, they eat the good food and throw the bad food. That they was should be way throwing their green. poo,
1: is what they should be throwing. They should be throwing their buckets of 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 waste at, at him if it's Maybe real. No, but I'm just like they First of all, they're all like, "Boo! We hate you! We hate you!" And five minutes ago, we loved you, but now we found out you're a liar. All right, fair, whatever. And then we're like, "Hate you, hate you!" And then the Black Prince of Wales disrobes and everybody goes, oh. "Ooh, it was so cheese! It was like dripping with disgusting, rubbery, not even real cheese. Cheese! And it was gross cheese! It was cheap cheese! And I was really annoyed at it, and I wanted it to stop." Cause then they were all happy and cheery for him. It just happened too fast. It was too quick of a turnaround for me. Hey, yeah, just, a, they should have just left.
2: Sorry. On a side note, would anyone without TV really recognize uh, a, a celebrity like the Prince of Wales? Like, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. How do they know that he's like the?
0: Maybe
1: he's printed the, on the money, area. or on posters, yeah. or they just. <laughs> They, they saw him, nice. they, they know about what he looks like. like he he didn't have any and, like
2: purple gowns. How is he supposed to know he, he's royalty? That's he
1: what has what I was better told. clothes than the rest of them.
2: They are in London, so maybe they've seen him at a coronation
0: or something. The
1: sword I'm, guy standing close. next to him. Oh,
2: that's a good point. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> Uh,
0: with that we're gonna go get into our tragic makers the things we hated most about a knight's tale oh Uh, this movie let's start oh paul it sounds like you want to start us off paul what did you hate most about oh my
2: gosh this is a big one but basically i really don't yes the guy is a big baby, but I really don't like the morals of this story. Basically, mm. if you're stubborn and prideful enough, you can get anything you want. You can change your stars. You can lie, cheat and steal all the way to get the girl <laughs> and everything you ever wanted because, you know, if if you just stick to it enough, then the king's going to grant you everything that you want or some royalty will come and save you. It's just like not Like Jesus? it's not a good uh, moral (laughs) it's not a good lesson to be learned it's tragic in the stories that they're trying to push on us with their meanings
1: (laughs) it is I hate it when people are trying to tell me to try and get a better life man
2: yeah but it's it's how you go about getting a better life by basically taking advantage of everybody all your friends are going to take their money
1: (laughs) that's right
2: yeah so that's my tragic maker. Okay,
0: that's that's fair. Uh, let's go to Chrissy. It sounds like you want to chime in with your tragic maker. I tried
1: to chime in, but there was silence. There's so much silence whenever I talk. I don't understand. You really need to add some sort of laugh track every time I speak because nobody's doing anything. They're just sitting there staring at me awkwardly. My tragic maker. Now look, I like a good villain. I like a good villain. Adamar was not, not a good villain. I don't care about the lazy eye. It made him look creepy. What yeah. I care about is that he spent the entire movie trying to convince us that his you know what was bigger than it actually was. That's all I thought about. It, the his entire time. Ty- yep, uh uh-huh, We're gonna say that.
2: <laughs> it's called a line. Hello. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well,
1: well played. played. <laughs> I just felt like <laughs> Again, with the trying too hard. Like, he was literally boiling the entire, like, not literally. That was a really terrible use of that word. His emotions were literally boiling. The entire time you could see him seething and just shaking. And all just because he really wanted to prove that he has royalty was better than he. I felt like it was a guy driving a really loud pickup truck next to a guy driving a mini. And like, revving his engine look it's but bigger but they both doing it no he's not as much
2: oh that's because he's cuter
1: also better personality
3: what well, better written character mm-hmm. so there is a series on amazon called man in the high tower and yes. he plays a Who's nazi it? mr tenet and I'd forgotten that adamar oh was the same person oh, really? and so as soon as he came out like all i can see is his character as a nazi and it's actually yeah, it's... very similar oh, yeah. like wow. he's he's more sympathetic in yeah. um man oh, in the high castle God. but mm-hmm. it's Wait. very odd to watch
2: i have the same reaction when i see timothy dalton everybody knows he's really <laughs> a spy in the rocketeer so whenever i see him as james bond or anything else i'm like no he's a nazi spy
0: that's that's interesting because my tragic maker is Adamar as well for for a different reason though for me it was I I wish I wish he had a deeper motivation for why he was trying to go to such lengths to defeat William. Yeah, that's sense.
1: what I was trying to say.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah, because yeah, it did seem like he was just try, trying to measure his lance, so to speak, um, as opposed to like I don't know, if, like. Maybe there's some villager that killed his mom or killed his dad, or I don't know, some
2: something else other than I just want to win and beat all the things and show that I'm the best. What movie did you guys watch? Because I watched in a movie where two guys were trying to get the same girl and they both felt threatened by each other because they were the the one, each other was the le- more likely to achieve. You think that, he was just so.
0: over getting the girl when he doesn't care about girls other
2: than as trophies? Like, as it doesn't people. matter, he paid for them. That's how it worked back then
0: but i just it's so disconcerting i don't disconcerting. know where these lance comparisons it's so <laughs> are coming in that's disconcerting that's the
1: entire movie it's yeah. so disconcerting I've,
0: to me that some guy who's out trying to win a war has his uh, is consumed by who's winning the jousting tournaments oh yeah. I, I see all these Ulric. i can just imagine the soldiers going by being like dude could you actually focus on some strategy here not worry about the jousting tournaments cuz we're dying out here dude um so that it, I just wish there was some something more, something more um some more depth to why he wanted to defeat William.
2: Sorry, so. I daydream at work too sometimes.'t
0: so <laughs> <I can't. laughs> We're live around on the line Paul. probably not. Okay. Uh, let's with that, uh, let's go to I think Celeste, you're the last one. What's your tragic maker for a Night's Tale?
3: Okay, so I was doing, trying really hard to not say this when we were talking Ooh. about Jocelyn earlier. But Jocelyn. The, uh, <laughs> the scene where she's like, if you love me, you'll lose. And then she changes her mind. That is not love. That is manipulation. It is, leads down to bad Set. relationships. You should not do that.
2: Well, unless she just wants a boy toy.
3: It still leads to manipulation and bad yeah. relationships.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she and and Adeline or whoever his name was is is perfect for each other. Admiral. <laughs> <Adamal> Admiral Akbar, whatever.
3: <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so, but yeah, that just like like that whole thing made me so mad because I don't like manipulation. I don't like when anybody uses emotions or uses anything to make somebody do something if i tell you it's happening does that make it better (laughs) say it again
0: if i I tell you i'm manipulating you what i'm being
1: i'm being honest i'm not being jokey Oh, okay i use my emotions and i manipulate people and then i sometimes don't know i'm doing it sometimes i know i'm doing it if i tell you that i'm doing it does that make it better not necessarily but then i would not let you do it there you go. See, that makes sense. I think that if you thought of them as like 16 or 17 year olds, it makes total sense how they're acting.
2: It does, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, probably. Yeah,
1: it if does, that's how 16 and 17 year olds act about everything when it comes to guys and girls, then it just makes you want to go. Ah, 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 ah.
3: But at the same time, the 17 and 18 year olds I know, if I see them doing that, I call them on it. Yeah, like well, that, that's, no, I don't hey, think they were person. intelligent like, people yeah, I know. Out <laughs> in the in
1: the in the night in the Nights Tale days. They they weren't people smart as you, Celeste. See, I thought well,
2: I thought yeah, they, they didn't know what manipulation meant.
0: <laughs> I guess I I had this impression that back in days of your, you had to grow up faster and so you actually were more adult even when you were younger. That's what it they say.
1: doesn't mean that you're actually adult. It just means you carry more responsibilities.
3: You uh-huh. still have the
1: frontal cortex of oh, a well, teenager. You know what? No, that's fair.
3: I think it just depends on, it. talking about back then, it depended on your life. Like, I think that Jocelyn's character was very sheltered while mm-hmm. Williams was not. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's just one of those things of like I can understand her wanting proof for him loving her. Mm-hmm. I can understand him wanting or her wanting something to go you're not just in this for the conquest. Mm-hmm. But the as soon as she sent her her maid and was like she says to win. I'm like, "Really?" No. This is this is just to see if you can get him to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So just, I think he how should. else
2: is she gonna figure out though? Does she he really want well, I never mind. She's used to all the guys wanting her. So yeah. never mind. That doesn't I think sense.
1: that it would have been better if he would have said no.
2: No. I said I would lose and no, I No. Said,
1: I won't I'm not gonna lose for you. I don't wanna lose. I wanna win. So go yeah. away. If you're not gonna love me for winning, then <sighs> Then right. I
2: will win you anyway. For <laughs> I, you are the arrow, and I will shoot are you. Are we going
1: to do it or what? Let's meet behind this table over here and get this over so I can focus on my Lancelotting. That was a wow, joke. That, How come that, nobody's that, laughing? That, this is like the <laughs> fifth time that's happened. Silence. <laughs> I swear, I'm done. Like I'm rage-quitting <laughs> rage this I podcast. Just
2: coming to the realization that Lancelot is a... <laughs> An a adulter? What do you call that? A,
0: a eu- euphemism, analogy? I don't know what you're Yeah,
2: going if there's a Lance, and there's a Lance a lot. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow,
2: I didn't think of that.
0: But uh, now that we've entered all our target information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Maybe. Please, have one for us? Possibly? <laughs>
2: Firing solution
0: complete. Rating Salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. Do we rate A night's Tale a classic? We'd recommend anyone go and watch this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. Uh, nostalgic. We'd recommend you. It's worth rewatching if you enjoyed it as a kid or growing up or h- having seen it before. You remember enjoying it, but if it's it's not worth a like a first time now. There's other movies to watch, or a tragic. It's not worth your time to get it's not worth your time today, regardless of whether or not you enjoyed it in the past or have seen it before. So let's start with uh, our first guest, Celeste. How do you rate a night's tale?
3: I'm gonna say that it is a classic.
0: Oh, a classic. I think that everybody should watch this. Oh really? Wow, okay. What? So classic for you. <laughs> Even with Jocelyn? That horrible, Even horrible with Jocelyn. Jocelyn. She's
3: a perfect example of what not to do. <laughs> All right. Oh,
0: so it's a learning, a, a learning yeah. tool. Okay, uh, no, Christy. Learn horrible morals. But anyway, go ahead, <laughs> Christy, That is rate? not why I that's... watch movies,
1: Paul. That you but not everyone watches movies to learn how to be moral. But it's I, nice when there's morals I do.
2: I'm I'm on the show too. My opinion is valid. I
1: think. <laughs> that's fair. But, but wait, but what you said that, but you said her classic. You shut it down because. <laughs> But you can't say that. You can't say that your opinion is valid and then shut down Celeste's opinion that it's a classic. No, everybody's entitled to their, to their own opinion. But you shut down her opinion by saying no, that you're he's just saying, no, he I just disagreed saying with
2: that it. I I was teasing, actually. Yeah. It sounded like yeah.
1: I thought I was too. Oh. There
2: we go.
0: <laughs> what is your uh, uh rating, Christy? A classic. Classic. All right. That and that's what your that was your prediction, right?
1: Nope.
2: No, nostalgic. Oh, oh, right. And
1: then you and me say classic.
0: Okay, I thought that. I knew one of you, it was different. Okay, or probably both of you different now. Okay, awesome.
2: So two classics. All right, Paul, what is it from you? Gosh, can't believe these people actually agree with me that it's a classic. (laughs) I'd actually seriously recommend this movie to anybody. If you haven't seen it, I think the funness overshadows the the dislikes.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much the same for me. It was really enjoyable. There's lots of things to quote in it. And I, I would not mind our our kids watching this when they're older. So how
2: did this get a unanimous classic for
0: all that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it did indeed. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate A Night's Tale a unanimous classic movie. If you haven't seen this, probably worth checking out. And if you have, and it's been a while, it wouldn't be a waste of time to watch it again. But now that. But now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 28XX.
2: 28XX. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission.
0: Ugh, my man. Feels good to be back. But we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 2001 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors. Namely... Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feelin' Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Peter Panda, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, uh, and newest patron, Drew of the Cellcast, in addition to three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to help keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, uh, head over to com slash support to see how.
2: And while we are thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big we will rock you to our subscribers on Twitch. Actually, they'll rock us because they're awesome, which is another way to send us a couple bucks on Twitch. If you're a Prime Amazon Prime member, you can subscribe for free. You can find out how at com slash Twitch Prime.
0: Yeah, and subscribing for free still supports us. We get like a couple bucks from you subscribing for free. So it's like, it's like a free way to support us. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, let's keep this gratitude train going now because Choo-choo. we love hearing from you, be it uh, our, your iTunes reviews, comments on our website or through our contact form. And here's what some of you had to say though. This iTunes review I take issue with, but go ahead, Paul.
2: All right. This is from me. 1864 rated us three stars and says, Nice, but I enjoy the reminiscing about old movies, and games I grew up with, and sometimes these guys are funny. <laughs> the tragic maker of the podcast is Paul. Either he's dumb, or he, either he's playing dumb, or he is that dumb. He makes it hard to listen to sometimes.
0: I, I just disagree. gotta
2: say. <laughs> 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 All right, I don't know. Let, let me take you back in the day a little bit here. Ooh, story time. Let's go. All right. First of all, before we go into story time, just am I playing dumb or am I dumb? That's for another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't consider you dumb. Well, you ever watch or remember back in the day, Line when it came on TV, MTV and stuff? Uh, that was with Dr. Every so Drew? often I'd watch that. Yes. Yeah. Or you listen to it on the radio. Yes. yes, yes. Dr. Drew had a, a co-star. His and name per- was Adam, Adam Carolla. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, he was Adam refer- Carolla had a co-star, Dr. Drew, but okay. I well, digress. see, it was, well, Dr. Drew gave the, the, the advice and advice. That's true. That's true. But Adam Carolla was basically known as the dumb guy compared to the doctor. Oh, really? And now look okay. at Adam. He's like the, <laughs> the top guy in, uh, in podcasting right now. One of them. Yeah. So. Good point. So anyway. All right. But seriously, honestly, I may be dumb. I don't know what vapid means, (laughs) you know, but it's one thing to say somebody's dumb, but at least explain why. Like there are certain people that I cannot stand like watching a movie with sometimes certain actors. They Mm -hmm. might be a little too cocky or something. But say the reason why. If you have a hard time listening, what about it? Is it too obnoxious? is it i'm too stupid i don't that i come across unintelligible what it, let's help each other out by g- not criticizing but give critiques and we'll yes. make the world a better place for each yes. other so you know keep the positive energy out there and uh, we'd like to improve
0: i mean i still remember one of our uh, gonna continue the story train going i still remember one of our very earliest reviews calling us out for not knowing the names of actors in the movies we were reviewing, we'd say, "Oh, you know that one guy, or uh, what was his name?" And they said, "You know what, these guys—it's like, did they watch the movie?" And I felt like that—you know what—that was valid. We weren't—I I mean, I wasn't taking that much care in knowing who was there. I didn't, yeah. didn't even have the IMDb page up or anything. So that's something we learned from. That was a—that was a still a bit scathing, but still a, a valid critique. So yes, it would help to know what about what Paul is saying you find dumb or what have you
2: because right, d- I may not disagree with you giving I this mean, show three true. stars but I'd like to improve as I'm sure anybody would very true uh, but why don't you go to our next bit of feedback which is much more glowing Paul? all right Kevin Burnham says hey just listen to one of your podcasts and I wanted to say you two are doing an amazing job Thank keep you, it Kevin. up by the way in case you haven't figured it out I'm Irish <laughs> so when you, you mispronounce the word, I bust up laughing while driving. Crack is pronounced crack. <laughs> it means fun or exciting. Then again, it can be used as what the crack. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering your. your. Uh, your-
0: oh, what the crack? Which it can be interpreted as. Tell uh, me what's new.
3: <laughs> you need to go get your leprechaun and, and your marshmallows, Francesca.
2: <laughs> oh, which can be interpreted as tell me what's new or what's the story in a good way. So until next time, cheers mate. Thank you. Uh, thank you
0: to me. 1864. Kind of. Uh, thank you to Kevin. And thank you. Uh, Paul. Rachel Rewind Podcast.com slash 177 is the place to find timestamps for this episode, links to contact us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show and also yourself?
2: All right. Feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that's fifteen years or 15 years or older on our social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can join Discord server by going to retrorewindpodcast.com/slash Discord. And also I mentioned before we we're on Twitch, watch and chat with us live right now. Like we have some fun people in our in our chat right now. And I keep saying right now, right now, That's when <laughs> I said that. I just said that right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> but While we record this podcast, you can interact, you can watch us play retro video games or create pixel art by following us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. In addition, we also have a subreddit on Reddit, which is slash r slash retro rewind pod to nominate and vote on our upcoming movies. But if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. You can stop by and say hi, unless you're me1864. You may want to avoid my website (laughs) if you don't like me.
0: Thank you, Paul, for being an awesome friend, a very intelligent individual in my book. And I don't think I'll ever fong you, so... Yeah, what does "fun"? Fond... Uh, I don't know. I think it means beat up. But yeah. thank you for being a good friend and co-host. I so appreciate getting to do this show with you.
2: And I'm also grateful to our guests for taking time to discuss a night's tale with us. So Celeste, please tell us how people can find you online, and if there's anything you want to promote.
3: They can find a, find me and and Dallas, who was here briefly in the edits. Yes, and he was in the chat definitely. Um, <laughs> At Geek Devotions. Uh, you can find us at geekdevotions.com. We're at Geek Devotions on Facebook. We're Geek Devotions on YouTube. Pretty much, if you Google Geek Devotions, you'll find us. Sweet. Um, and that's pretty much all I'd like to promote. We do a YouTube show. We do reviews. We do a lot of things. So, yeah. Very Excellent. cool.
2: And Christy, are you awake? Because I know some, one time you were asleep, at least. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I fall asleep
1: on the podcast a lot. What are you yeah. gonna do? So, uh, how oh, yeah. can
2: people find you?
1: Uh, you don't really want to find me. Apparently, I'm not that funny. <laughs> I, I guess if you want to follow you. my or, my orchid, my new orchid Instagram account, it's Orchid Tamer. That's Very cool, all. just like it's spelled.
0: Or yeah. <laughs>
1: Yep. just like it's spelled. <laughs> That's how most things are found. If you have an orchid and you want to know how to take care of it, or any useless. Useful facts about them. You could, I don't know. I'm messing around. I don't know if it's a thing. I have lots of orchids.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, And they're beautiful orchids. I just wish they would flower already. Uh, Listen,
1: orchids uh, will flower when they're ready. They were all sick when they came to me.
0: Thank you uh, so much to Celeste and Christy for being here. Uh, But that's not all. I mostly appreciate you. Yes, you listening right now, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're part of the Rad Rewinder community, Thanks for spending time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr.
2: Finally, I'm so glad we're not a republic anymore. We're a Rad Rewinder community because I don't know during the election time I may have been voted out because it's starting to leak out that people don't like me. So never gonna happen paul all right but also truly finally we are proud to be part of the christian geek central network at Christiangeekcentral.com
0: you can catch us at cgc or our website but like a pokemon we gotta catch you all for willow our next episode of the retro rewind podcast retro
2: <laughs> rewind mission complete proceed to that point omega and return to base. Yeah,
0: that hurt.
3: Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> Why? Why?